it's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, chaos and confusion. A mass shooting breaking out at a popular Florida beach. To have an altercation with guns in a public setting with thousands of people around them is uh, beyond reckless. It comes amid a violent holiday weekend. We are live with the latest. Then set to surrender, Elizabeth Holmes, the one-time Silicon Valley prodigy, reporting to prison today for her 11-year sentence. The details on what she's facing just ahead. And seeing double, Jenna brings us the story of a high school graduation with a special class of seniors, 12 sets of twins and one set of triplets walking the stage. They're joining us live to talk about the multiple celebrations. Today, Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. today so happy to see you it's Tuesday after a long Memorial Day weekend good to see everybody oh yes. yeah summer's on mm -hmm. I guess right the yes, official start of summer Memorial Day weekend mm -hmm. guys something for Hollywood buffs tomorrow we're gonna take you inside the world of Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman prized possessions from their careers and 50-year marriage are going up for auction but first that collection will be right here in oh, our studio mm -hmm. we're gonna check it all out and reveal some of the remarkable stories behind them that's tomorrow on today all right, let's get right to our news at 8 o'clock, guys. A holiday yes. evening at the beach turned terrifying last night when gunfire erupted in Hollywood, Florida on the boardwalk. At least nine people were hurt, including children. NBC's Guad Venegas joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Guad, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. Authorities say it happened when thousands were on the beach here in Hollywood. There was an altercation between two different groups just behind me in this area on the beach. They say that that altercation resulted in gunfire. And as you can see from these images, surveillance videos show the moment hundreds of people ran away from the scene. Now, as you mentioned, nine people were struck by the gunfire. Five are adults, four are minors. There's also videos like the ones you can see now uh, where paramedics quickly rushed to help the individuals that were struck by that uh, gunfire. It was a very rapid response. Now, authorities said they had tens of thousands of people come to the beach over the weekend, and this was the only event that resulted in tragedy. They said that the police and the first responders were standing nearby when it happened, and they were able to attend quickly to those victims. Now, they're also asking the public uh, if they have any videos or photos of those involved to turn them in so that that can help with the investigation as of last night they did detain one person of interest and they also informed that they were searching for one suspect hoda all right guad venegas from hollywood florida guad thank you in washington the push is on to sell members of congress on the debt ceiling deal worked out by president biden and house speaker kevin mccarthy the new deadline is next monday nbc's senior washington correspondent hallie jackson's got a look at where things go from here hi hallie good morning
Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. So, yes, the deal is done. Now they have to actually sell it to members of Congress so that this thing can pass before that Monday deadline for the government to pay its bills on time. President Biden says he feels very good about that happening, and some Republican negotiators say they're optimistic, too. This is a deal, remember, that would suspend the nation's borrowing limit until 2025. So that means the U.S. can keep borrowing money and pay its debts. It cuts federal spending. It claws back some COVID relief money, about $30 billion worth, and it restarts federal student loan payments that have been paused. But as is often the case here in Washington, not everyone is happy with everything. On the progressive left, you've got some upset about new work requirements for some older Americans who get food assistance through the SNAP program. On the right, you've got some conservative hardliners upset that this agreement doesn't do bigger budget cuts. So now you've got the sales pitch going with White House aides working the phones to try to shore up support. One official there telling me they think they're on the right track, echoing what we heard from the president. On the Republican side, there's a key committee meeting later today before the bill would get to the House floor, which could happen as early as tomorrow night, Savannah. And once we get through the House, we still got to get through the Senate as well. So it's a long road ahead. Well, and there may be some drama there, too. A lot of focus right now on the House because that's the thing that's coming up next. But over on the Senate side, you've got at least one person who's threatened to slow down the process if he doesn't like what's in the deal. And to give you a sense of timeline here, the top Senate Democrat, Chuck Schumer, has already warned his colleagues they should be ready to work through the weekend if they have to, right? Meaning this could very well go right down to that wire with that June 5th deadline. All right, Hallie, thank you very much. Disgraced Silicon Valley CEO Elizabeth Holmes is scheduled to report to prison today to start serving her 11-year sentence for fraud and conspiracy. Holmes was expected to surrender at a federal minimum security facility in Texas. She and her business partner were convicted of cheating investors in their blood testing company, Theranos. The 39-year-old Holmes has two small children, but an appeals court denied her request to remain free while she tries to have her conviction overturned. The head-on pop star, the movie that legendary director Martin Scorsese is ready to make after a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Pope. Uh, but first, the high school graduation that had guests doing double and triple takes. 12 sets of twins and a set of triplets all on one stage. And guess what? They're all with us live right after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed welcome back this morning on today's talker a high school graduation featuring a very special class of seniors 
12 <laughs> sets so of crazy. twins in this class and one set of triplets for good measure, all walking across the state. I mean, this is a real family affair. We want to chat with all of them who are waiting patiently, but first, our <laughs> resident twin, Jenna, and her sister, Barbara. No, just you. No, just, you, me. just you did the story. <laughs> yes. Hi, y'all. Good morning. Hi. Okay, you are definitely seeing double this morning with that graduating class in suburban Chicago. And now, for many of them, it will mark the first time in their lives that they're starting to pave a path separate from their other half. Pair by pair, twins walked across the stage to receive their diplomas. Kaylee Ann Irvin, Olivia Mary Irvin, Ryan Robert Irvin. 12 sets of twins and one set of triplets to be exact, making up around 7% of this graduating class at Vernon Hills High School in Illinois. The special milestone, a little bittersweet for the Irvin triplets who have been side by side their entire lives. We're connected to each other, but not like attached at the hip. Now, Olivia, Ryan, and Kaylee say they're ready to experience life separately. I'm very excited to go to U of I next year and um, do my do my own thing. With Kaylee going to Kansas State University, Ryan at University of Illinois, and Olivia heading to Davenport University, they're ready to take the next step after a lifetime together so far. An experience I'm familiar with myself. My twin sister Barbara and I graduated from Austin High School in 2000, and from there, our paths diverged. Barbara headed to Yale University while I attended University of Texas at Austin. She dove into the world of nonprofits while I talked to America every morning on TV. But as these 27 students know, distance can never weaken their special bond. Okay, guys, while 13 sets of siblings <laughs> in the same graduating class is certainly rare, the record holder is a high school not too far from Vernon Hills that had 44 wait, sets of twins. Wait, what? 44 <laughs> in 2017. I mean, okay. That part of the country. Well, I know. Okay. Something's in the water. For yeah. sure. Well, we're so happy to have many of those brand new grads with us. Seven sets of twins. We've got the Urban Triplets. We have the principal, John Gilliam, this morning as well. Good morning to all of you and happy graduation. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks. Thank you. How do you guys feel? I mean, high school's over. <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling good? Yeah, it feels yeah. good. They're feeling good. These guys are feeling good. They're, they're ready to be done. Yeah. Well, Principal Gilliam, did yeah. you realize that you had all these yeah. twins in that class? Yeah, uh, no. We, we knew we had a lot of twins, but it wasn't until our yearbook put a little uh, section together, and these guys got their yearbooks a couple weeks ago, and we realized at that point that we had a lot of twins in the, in the building. <laughs> and, and Principal, you too are a twin, so it must be kind of cool to watch yeah. all these people lift each other up, all these siblings. Yeah, I have a twin, uh, my twin sister, Josie. Uh, so I know what they kind of go through on a daily basis. They get a lot of those same questions like, wait, are you, you guys are twins, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, we have a connection. Well, you know what's interesting because you guys have gone through high school together next to your sibling and now college comes. So that means sometimes it's a different picture. We've got Lizzie and Eric. Can you guys raise your hand so we can see you? <laughs> Oh yeah, there you are. So you guys chose to go to different colleges. Tell us about that decision. Yeah, so um, we both wanted to explore and get out of Illinois. So we decided to go west, but funny enough, I'm going to University of Utah. And I'm going to Idaho State University. <laughs> and we only ended up being 
two hours away, so we ended up still being close. But yeah, we did travel a few distances. I heard you guys already worked it only out. Two hours. So. You're, you're close enough. You both have to fly out of Salt Lake City yeah. to get home. So you're gonna like pick your road yeah. up and then come back for Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah. So. I wonder, that bad. I wonder That'll what that's fun. gonna feel like. Yeah, Jenny, you and your sister went to separate colleges. It, what was say, that? Like? I think saying goodbye is hard. Yeah. Y'all are y'all a little nervous? I mean, all of you to say goodbye to mm -hmm. to your twin. You've been with each other since birth. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely for sure a little nervous. I might not show it, but. Yeah, I'm scared for him, but it's okay. Scared for him. Scared, scared for, him. for him. Well, let's talk to David and yeah. Jacob Wang. David yeah. and Jacob are there right on the other side of Principal Gilliam. Now, you guys decide, you're identical twins, correct? And you decide to stay, you're going to go to the same school. Tell us about that decision. So we're both going to UW-Madison. Uh, we are doing different majors. He's doing engineering. Uh, I, David, am doing computer science. But we're still going to be, you know, plenty close together on the same campus. We decided not to room together because <laughs> we want to meet new people, but we'll always be close. Yeah. Yeah, the, the decision was not, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the decision was not entirely uh, intentional. It was just we both had a very similar list of colleges and we ended up going to the same one. Just I have out. to say I'm jealous of identical twins because you guys got to play the Haley Mills type oh, pranks yeah. on teachers. Do you think you'll continue that in college or th those days are done? <laughs> I don't know if that flies in college. But. <laughs> did, it fly, did it fly here? It, it didn't fly here, yeah. no. Wait, I want to hear one of those. Did you guys ever do pull a fast one? Tell us about a quick one. Yeah, so in elementary school, we did have uh, one of our teachers could tell us apart, and the other one couldn't. So the teacher that could tell us apart would plan it out and send us to the wrong classroom the period after uh, just to play jokes on our coworker. You know what? Try it. I love that the teacher was in on it. You were just the props in their game. Oh, wow. Well, oh. congratulations, yeah. you guys. We were, we were happy to oblige. Well, yeah, yeah, I bet. Thank you. Well, to all of our twins and triplets, yes. thank you so much. Congratulations to all of you. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> wonderful new chapter. All right, Thank have you. fun, guys. Thank you, guys. So Thank you. Thank you. Sweet, Thank you. sweet. Oh, love it, love it. All right, Mr. Roker, I'm going to check of the weather. All right, guys, it should be a nice day in Twinsburg, Ohio, by the way. Uh, we are looking at beautiful weather throughout much of the Northeast into the Great Lakes. We do have that pesky low off the Carolina coast, still bringing some showers and out west. Cooler, but not a bad day. Look at this heat today. We're talking 80s and 90s from the Northern Plains all the way into the central Mississippi River Valley, 90s down into Florida, 80s and 90s around the Gulf Coast, much above average highs out through the plains. That's going to spread into the east. Sunny skies today in the northeast, severe storms in the mid plains and cool out on the west coast. And if you're heading out the door, don't forget, take us with you. Sirius XM Channel 108. And one of the things I've missed, oh, yeah. I haven't heard this in a long time. Yeah. Pop stars! Yeah! Oh, yeah. Wow, it sounds so good. Yeah. Good to have you back, buddy. Come up on uh, Pop Start now. We're going to talk about succession, but do not worry. Uh, if you saw the season finale on Sunday night or you didn't see it, we promise this is a spoiler free Pop Start. I haven't even seen it myself, so I'm not going to ruin it for me. Uh, <laughs> but if you were tuning into the series last episode, you were in good company. Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv Roy, shared this snap in front of the TV with a sweet little surprise there in the frame. The actress using this post Aww. to reveal that she and her husband have welcomed child you see the head right there yeah. captioning on the post read I just watched the final episode of the final season of something that has changed my life and now 
my life has oh. changed again. Aww. So congratulations going out to Sarah's growing family. And of course, she wasn't the only cast member feeling sentimental yesterday. Brian Cox, who plays patriarch Logan Roy, shared his own reflective post, writing, we have now come to the end of what has been, in my career, certainly the greatest oh, work experience oof. ever. That's really saying something. Cox went on to thank the cast and crew who made the show so successful. So now if you're not caught up, go watch the finale <laughs> before somebody spoils it and tells you who's in control of the whole Logan <laughs> Roy empire. Don't tell me. Okay. Okay. Roker's the only one who's seen it. So. No, I thought. Oh, you, oh, you thought too. Oh. Yeah, were you, were you, yeah, you satisfied with it? No, do that. Don't no, no, do, no, that, that, that's not a spoiler. No, it's going to lead no, to no, something. I thought it was well done. It'll reveal something. Next up, Martin Scorsese, the award-winning filmmaker, has already revealed that his next project is deeply personal. During a recent conference at the Vatican, Scorsese announcing he's working on a movie about Jesus Christ. Oh. According to Variety, he noted that this movie is in response to Pope Francis's appeal for artists to make projects that highlight Jesus's life, and you won't have to wait too long for it. At the event, the Oscar winner also shared that he is just starting to write and work on that. Mm -hmm. We'll keep you posted. Next up, Hoda Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. You know this song from the Lover album? Hit it. And of course, mm -hmm. it is Cornelia Street, her song named after the New York City apartment that Swift rented on Cornelia Street in the West Village. Every Swifty in New York knows <laughs> the spot. Fans even visiting the location when they were just in town here recently for her MetLife concerts on the East Coast over the weekend. Well, now you can do more than just visit the stunning townhouse. And for oh. the low, low price of $17.9 <laughs> million, dollars, oh, wow. you can own it. You can play Taylor Swift every single day. It's a four-bedroom home, five bathrooms, comes wow. with an indoor pool. The online listing describing it as a former carriage house transformed into a spectacular home with modernist flair. Wow, oh, wow, wow. 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 Nice. Cool. Okay, there you go. Ooh. Pretty nice. Next up, Foo Fighters. Over the weekend, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers hit the stage at the annual Boston Calling Music Festival with a special appearance by somebody near and dear to the band. The teenage son of late bandmate drummer Taylor Hawkins took a seat behind the kit during their performance for All Stick Around. Uh, uh, we should congratulate Josh Freeze. His name you guys probably don't know, but Josh is the new drummer for Foo Fighters permanently. Oh. Uh, incredible career. Yeah. Wow. Oh, great, great drummer. So congrats to Josh. Good moment there. Finally, Dateline, the hit podcast, Dateline Missing in America, is back for season two with six new missing person cases. And listeners will actually have the opportunity to share information that could help authorities solve these mysteries. That Dateline yeah, audience, they're, they're actually really good at solving those cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a friend who watches every Dateline and yeah. tell you how Every, oh, the one with the car wash? Well, yeah, right, it turned yeah. out it was the handyman or whatever. Yeah. I know, all. exactly. The one with the snapple, the snapple poisoning. Yeah. I know them all. <laughs> all right, you guys, our show's about to peak. Look who's here. Oh, oh, Oscar oh, winner Jessica oh Chastain. So good to see you. Welcome. Oh, hi. Good so morning. happy you're morning, here. Morning. You're back oh, on Broadway. Oh, back on Broadway. Gosh, Got a Tony nomination. Come sit for just a second. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Broadway. We're going to talk about you. We're excited. All right, here we go. Are we ready? All right. <laughs> morning. We'll be back right after this. Wait, this is big. Huge announcement. Big. 
one week from today, where are you going to be? Big. Right yeah, here is where you're going to be. Music superstar Ed Sheeran yeah. will be on the plaza performing for our city concert series. Mark your calendars, June 6th. Be sure to visit today.com slash concerts. You can register for a free fan pass. Can you imagine? How fun. Ed Sheeran, Niall Horn. I think in the same week. It's yeah. going to be big. All right. Meantime, we have a star with us this morning. Jessica Chastain is here. She's going to explain why she was initially terrified to return to Broadway. But then guess what happened? She got a Tony nomination. We're going to talk about the role that brought her back to the Aww. stage. And speaking of returns, our friend Sama Dada is back in Studio 1A with a delicious treat per usual. This time it is a no-bake chocolate treat to satisfy your sweet tooth. And you don't have to heat up your kitchen. Okay. Uh, guys, did you see what's out here on the plaza with us? Check that out. There, oh. Well, Rutledge Roy, too. But also life-size version of one of the most popular Hot Wheels of all time. That's Bone Crusher. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Love playing with Hot Wheels oh, growing up. Yeah. So Rutledge is hosting a new NBC competition series. It's called Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. And coming up on the third hour, Rut is going to tell us all about this really inventive new show. It's a cool concept. Ooh. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that coming up. Uh, all right. That's so neat. Al, how, is, how does it feel to be well, on actually, the class again? It feels good. Although, I tell you, I'm so old, I remember it was just a Hot Wheel. That's all we had. <laughs> they, added, they added more as it, got, as it went better. It made it much more fun to play with. Anyway, let's show you what we've got for your week ahead. Another winner today in the northeast on out west we got some western storms severe storms in the mid plains then as we get on into the midweek period sunny skies eastern third of the country a few showers down through florida midwest warmth continues severe storms in the central plains uh, still cool out west and then toward the end of the week record highs in the northeast heavy rain down through florida some storms developing in the rockies and that's your latest all moment. right al jenna's back because it is time for her latest read with jenna pick what yeah, you got you guys we announced it last Last week, but the celebrants by Stephen Rowley is officially out today. Everybody on the plaza has oh, a selection, and you guys do not want to miss out. Did you read it over the weekend? I did not get a chance okay. to read it, but I will. Okay, so all you by next Memorial Day, scan that QR code <laughs> right there to get your coffee or stop by your local independent bookstore to pick it up. It's just one of those great summer reads. You just fly You're through going it. You're to yeah, fly love it. it. It's beautiful. It's like it. the big chill in a book. Oh, I like oh, that. Okay. Right. Guys, coming up next, Kate Snow will be here to introduce us to a dying breed in the medical world. Small town doctors feeling a huge need in their communities with their practices and their big hearts. But first, this is today on NBC. Your health and this morning a closer look at some doctors who are bucking the trend toward big corporate medical offices. Yeah, with small town private offices, a lot of folks count on them, but as you may know, they are struggling mightily in some cases to stay afloat. NBC senior national correspondent Kate Snow is here with this story. Hey, Kate. Yeah, guys, hi. I think we all remember the sort of the hometown doctor, right, who carried a black bag and made house calls. Some of us remember Marcus Welby, MD. Mm -hmm. Anybody? Uh, there was a time when every town had that local doctor who saw everybody who gave out lollipops after every visit, right? Small practices now are harder to find because of a lot of challenges, but we talked to two small town doctors who are still doing all they can to be there for their patients. For Jennifer Bacani McKenney, Fredonia has always been home. As a kid, she rode her bike around the small rural Kansas town, spending time at the small practice her dad ran for 31 years. I saw that he was 
um, doing something special for people and connecting with people on a very personal level. Oh, I'm just going to keep you alive forever. 17 years after graduating from medical school, Dr. Jen, as some of her patients call her, is now running the family clinic and is one of the only doctors in town. I thought about just being able to take care of people who took care of me when I was growing up, and that was really kind of what made the difference in, in deciding where to go. Her patients, more like family, and her practice, a lifeline for many in her community. Dr. Jen has been multi-generational for my family. If you didn't have Dr. Jen, where would you go? I was seeing someone in Tulsa, so that would mean um, two hours. Two hour drive? Yes. For many private doctors across the country, that close personal bond with patients is what keeps their practice going. Dr. Naraj Sharma is a pain doctor in a small suburb in New York's Hudson Valley, north of New York City. Any pain, you let me know. She was just about the kids, the wife, everything. She knows yeah. about your family? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're just a number going in and out. Sharma sees anywhere from 10 to 20 patients a day, but the financial burden of running her own business is taking a toll. I'm HR, I'm the office manager, I'm the administrator, and I'm the doctor. And some insurance companies are paying her less. You're not what people maybe think of when they think of a doctor driving a fancy car, making a lot of money. Yeah, that's definitely not me. <laughs> there are some injections I perform, and we get $54. You spend more on a mani-pedi than you do to see a double-board-certified interventional pain management doctor. How do you make ends meet? I don't take vacations. <laughs> I'm the only doctor here, because if I had to pay another provider, I might as well close shop. Nationwide, the number of doctors who work in private practice is on the decline, now around 49%, down from 54% in 2018. And according to a recent analysis, nearly 70% of all doctors are either employed by a hospital or a corporation. Experts point to an uneven playing field. Compared to a big medical group, small practices have little to no bargaining power with insurance companies. Private doctors often make a fraction of the salary for the same kind of work at a hospital. But Sharma thinks joining a larger network could compromise patient care. When you find a good doctor, it is. It's kind of emotional because <laughs> you, you place your trust in them. I love my patients. I feel that when they leave here, they're happier than when they entered my office. And if I can do that, hey, I think I'm doing a great job. Back in Kansas, Dr. Jen McKenney is pushing for more visibility. She's banded together with other private doctors in the area, sharing resources and bargaining with insurance providers as a group. McKenney also works at the University of Kansas, teaching and recruiting students into rural medicine, a job she says is incredibly rewarding. You know, I, I have a long road ahead in Fredonia and yeah, no plans to go anywhere soon. What really came through meeting these two doctors, they do this because they care about their patients and they would really like policymakers in Washington to listen up and make it a little easier to be in private practice. There is a move by Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat. She's been vocal about the growing number of big companies buying out small practices. She this year wrote a letter to regulators urging them to take a closer look at some of these deals, mm -hmm. saying that they ultimately, she worries, could reduce mm -hmm. the quality of care that people get. Oh, so important, yeah. especially given some places 
hospitals and emergency rooms are closing down, and sure. these small right. rural doctors They're are the only the ones in Yeah, it's such a shame that, like, what's best for patient care isn't the highest priority. Yeah. Well, it's not the model that we're in right. Yeah. Right. Right. business -wise. Corporations. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Kate. Thanks, Kate. Story, Kate. Thanks. Coming up next, we're sitting down with Oscar winner and now Tony nominee, Jessica Chastain. But first, this is Today on NBC. Welcome back. Oscar winner Jessica Chastain is a force to be reckoned with in Hollywood thanks to her unforgettable roles and of course The Help, Zero Dark Thirty, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And now she's shining bright on Broadway, recently earning a Tony nomination for the role in the latest revival of the 1879 play. It's called The Doll's House. Jessica, good morning, good morning. Good morning. You good went back morning. home to the place where it all began, your first I love, know. Broadway. I I know. I mean, I was I was the kind of awkward kid who didn't really know what to do with myself until I found the drama club in school and I started, you know, doing plays and it's where I found my people. So to be back here, you know, doing that makes me very happy. Were you popular, by the way, in high school? No, no, I you was were the a opposite. Nerd. Yes, <laughs> I was the opposite of popular. That's yeah. why I think when I first saw that show Glee, I was like, Yeah, I get it. I'm, they see me. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to Broadway yeah. must have been something just emotional. But you used the word I can't remember. You were terrified or afraid. Mm. What What is it about being on a live stage that gave you those feelings? Oh, we just don't know what is going to happen. Yeah. You know, and and so it's a constant sense of like okay you, there could be something happening in the audience there could be an actor on stage with you who's forgotten their lines yeah. just you just don't know there could be a light that doesn't work or you know the turntable doesn't work you always have to be on your toes to figure out how to get through it um, so it gets it's terrifying of that and then also I used I still do but this play has kind of eased me away mm. from it I used to get really bad stage fright mm. and now in the the show I do a pre-show where I sit and I watch everyone when they come in and I make eye contact with all the audience members and when you're making eye contact with Al Pacino and Bono and Lee Volman it's wait, like what? <laughs> wait what you have the moment of like oh my gosh they're about to see the show I just made it so, okay so while you're making eye contact yes. so people know this is something you're not speaking you're not saying a word no you're very intense and you're just looking out yeah, into the audience I'm looking out I'm making eye contact with everyone as they're settling in it's the you know before the show starts yes. I'm in character and I'm on this revolve but it really it helps you get rid of any kind of fear of the sure, audience that's interesting yeah. now you said Al Pacino was he one of your heroes and there he, he is sitting was. right there yeah he he's basically he's the one who discovered me I call him my acting godfather he was, and he was so sweet after the show <laughs> and then um Lee Ullman um, famously played Nora yeah. and she came to support I mean it's been a really s a special group and, and Bono and the rest I mean okay can we talk about the Tony nomination yeah. because you got an you just having such a great run but to hear that you were nominated for a Tony for this, tell me about the moment you learned about it. Oh, I mean, it was very surprisingly emotional for yeah. me. Um, and I was very excited uh, mm -hmm. about it. And then when I, I think it was like a meet the nominees press day or something, I mm -hmm. really had trouble kind of controlling how emotional it was for me. And I was like, what is going on? And I realized how nostalgic uh. it felt because in some way it was connecting me to who I was as a kid. Uh. And this idea of like I was, you know, recording the Tonys on my VHS and watching him throughout the oh, year geez. and reading American Theater Magazine, and like reading about Audrey McDonald and Masterclass and like, you know, all of these performances. And I dreamed of living in New York. I dreamed <laughs> of being here. 
and I did it. And it happened. I, I'm a New Yorker. I've like lived here forever. I, I'm Broadway. I have a, I'm a Tony nom nominee. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of it's like it's a dream come true. Man, when you think about that little girl when you were just so young, even mm. imagining that something like that could have possibly happened, it must have been like the furthest thing from your mind. Well, no, that was. I mean, the crazy thing is that was my dream. I mean, I also I wanted to work at the Oregon Shakespeare yeah. Festival. I had all these, but I wanted to work in theater and I wanted to be an actor doing that. I never even imagined that working in film would, would happen and that, mm. like how amazing it's been that I've I've had this incredible career there. But also to kind of get back here, it feels like I'm in back to my roots. What do you, I mean, it's grueling. Broadway's grueling. I hear yes. from every actor oh or actress gosh. who comes in. It's two shows on certain days. It's eight, yeah. eight, eight shows, shows a week. week. It's yeah. a lot, especially as intense as that is. So yeah. that's over here. When you get downtime, <laughs> and it's for you. What do you choose to do with that time? Uh, I don't have a lot of downtime, but yeah. when I have downtime, I just need to turn my brain off. I'm a big fan of a hot bath. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. And I've got a situation where I can take a hot bath and maybe watch a little Bravo. I love doing that. Oh, what's you know? your Bravo choice? What do you Everything. Anything. You Everything. don't care. I just watch it all. All of it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to let go. Yeah, I just, honestly, I don't want to think. And then, of course, you know, when I'm not in the, the, the state of like brain survival, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch something else, but. Well, we are so happy for you, for your Thank Tony nomination, you. for everything that's going so well for you. And by the way, you can still catch Jessica. Yeah, two more she, weeks. She, yes, that's why it's big. A Doll's House through June the 10th yeah. at the Hudson Theater here in New York. You got to check it out. Jessica, thank you. So congratulations. Good to see you. I'm so thank happy you. to see you too. Savannah, over to you. What a doll. Congratulations, Jessica. And coming up next, our dear friend Sama Dada is here with some treats that will satisfy that sweet tooth all summer long. You don't even have to turn on the oven. It's good for you too, Pretty right? Cool. It is. All right, we're back. But first, this is today on NBC. Can't wait. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for seven to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before, he'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. <laughs> we are back.
back with today food and this morning a very special guest back in our studio our friend and former production assistant Sama Dada is right here you probably know her Instagram by now Dada Eats she's also the author of Dada Eats love to cook it Sama good morning Hi, Savannah what have you been up to these days you know what I've just been making all my recipes on social media so happy to be back I always feel like I'm coming home I and always used to be my taste testers you were my OG taste testers. you seriously Sama yeah. used to come and bring <laughs> treats I think I was um, pregnant you and you were. would bring I treats was. all the time. You were, yeah, and it was 4 a.m. I yes. feel like the best taste <laughs> testers are at the Today Show. Always <laughs> no. willing to because, try dessert. Because we're also grateful. Really? <laughs> well, we've got the taste testers, the originals right over here. What are we going to make? we got two different desserts. So excited, Savannah, because both the desserts I'm making today are no-bake, so you don't even have to turn your oven on. In the summer, that's always nice. I yeah. always feel like I break up with my oven in the summer. Oh, so, definitely. Anyway, we've got some melted chocolate here. This recipe, by the way, is my chocolate. They're my chocolate crunch bites. Mm -hmm. They're very simple to make, and when I say that, I, I really mean it. Okay, so, good. We're adding some almond butter into our melted chocolate. I'm gonna make you sous chef also. Okay, you know I, I love that. Food. You know I like so, to cook. So I'm gonna have you mix this up. Okay. You wanna make sure that the almond butter and the melted chocolate are really nice and incorporated. Did you just like microwave some chocolate chips or is there more to it for yeah. melted chocolate? So you know what's really easy, Savannah, is just tossing it in the microwave with a little bit of coconut oil in oh. 15 second increments, taking it out, Stirring Stir it a little it. bit, mm -hmm. put it back in until it's nice and smooth mm. and glossy. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, so this is kind of fun because this recipe is so low maintenance. I'm actually using just like rice cakes. You Love know, that. Like easy snack. Usually okay. top them with like yeah. hummus or avocado mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be kind of fun to add this into this dessert for a nice little crunch, crunch factor. Okay. It's kind of like mimicking rice crisps, right? So texture. I'll just like crumble them mm -hmm. in. Yeah, like a nice little mm -hmm. candy bar texture. Crumble them in, mm -hmm. and then they're gonna look like this. Crumble, crumble. Okay. Toss this in. Mm. Stir. Mix that. Yeah. Stir a little bit. Okay. Want to make sure that everything is nice and incorporated. All right. I'm you can leave it. OG. Oh, do you like? Yeah, I was thinking like rice krispies. Right. It's kind of fun. I like it's that. Super healthy. Very minimal ingredients. No added sugar. What kind of chocolate it's, is that? Some? It's just semi sweet, but you yeah, can use okay. whatever you like. Sometimes yeah. I even break up a bar of char like chocolate yep. just to uh -huh. keep it easy. I would just eat this. You can eat with it with Jessica Chastain <laughs> watching Bravo. <laughs> Sounds good. Just like ah. Okay. Sorry. You can leave it yeah. OG like this. Yes. Or you can add a little mix in. So Savannah, since you're my sous chef, I want you to pick which one. We're adding. Okay, I'm gonna sprinkle some freeze dried. Oh, I thought those were raspberries, but what else? You know, we love all that. of them are just a few. No, you can put all of them in there. Oh. Yep, so okay. we'll just leave that, mix that. We're gonna mm -hmm. put it into our pan now. Okay. And make sure it's spread out nice oh. and flat. Oh, I Pop see. Pop that in the fridge for okay. 30 to 40 minutes until the chocolate has okay. hardened. And then you're gonna get this. It looks so pretty. Break it up. Yeah. They're really delicious. You can customize it. It's really fun. Okay. And I'll no bake. Okay, I love it. I'll spread while okay, you, you tell spread. us about the next okay. thing. So this, this is halva. This, yeah, this next dessert is inspired by two of my favorite carrot desserts, carrot oh. halva, which is an oh. Indian dessert, and then mm -hmm. carrot cake. Mm -hmm. So it's also no bake, very simple, minimal ingredients. In our food processor, okay. we've got some carrots. We're gonna add some walnuts. Walnut. We're gonna add some unsweetened shredded coconut. Ooh. You guys know I love my dates. I oh, for sure. Love my dates. Yeah. Everybody knows this. I know you really um, do. The dates for someone. <laughs> truly, truly. Um, add these in. And is that like a natural sweetener for you? Total what natural is sweetener. They've got fiber. We love fiber. Yeah. They're sweet. And what happens here is when we pulse it up. I'm also gonna add some cardamom, ginger, I give up. Okay. and cinnamon. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, these will be nice and sticky, so it actually will allow us mm. to press it into the pan oh. once it's pulverized like this. Oh. So it gets it, you know, nice and in there. Now here's my favorite part. This is our frosting. So mm. my secret weapon when it comes to vegan baking or yeah. dairy-free baking is soaked cashews. Oh, so when you soak them, they expand and they kind of get soft and pliable. Just so in you water. Can blend them up. Okay. Yeah, just in water. So I'm gonna add some, got my soaked cashews in here. Some coconut How milk. How long do you soak the cashews? You can do it in an hour in hot water or okay. just overnight in oh, okay. room temperature water. Okay. Some maple syrup. Mm -hmm. 
And then we've got some vanilla extract, lemon juice, and salt. Mm -hmm. Once you blend that up till it's nice and smooth, you'll get a really luscious frosting like this. Wow. It's really the frosting's good. Fantastic. It's yeah. really good, right? Yummy. And Which part I, of this is the Indian dessert? Like so the, so the, the base cardamom, of it, like that? Yeah, so cardamom is really traditional, Carson, in carrot halva. So it's mm -hmm. usually a dessert that's stewed together carrots, some sugar, mm -hmm. some milk, some Are cardamom. Are you baking that? So no, 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 bake. no bake. So oh, you're no. going to actually, so once oh, I do no. this, she breaks up with her oven. Look I broke up with my oven. There's no oven in the kitchen. No oven. <laughs> there's not. Yeah, there's no. There's yeah. Back there in her I, I broke up with my oven, not no, going not back. Not a microwave or a toaster. <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. Don't no. Don't need it. That's a lot of cashews and dates. That's a live look at my kitchen. And um, how so long do you put that in the fridge? <laughs> this is going to be for, okay, five to six hours, but patience is an ingredient. No, very no, important. It's very good. But think about it. You can, like, go about your day. There's you know, it. like, yeah. put it in the freezer. Yummy. Go do your thing. It's beautiful. Top it with Sama, thank you. The recipes are at today.com slash food. You can follow her on Instagram.ieats. We're back with the third and fourth hours, including Hollywood heartthrob Channing Tatum. But first, this is today on NBC.